Welcome to another episode of How You Can Too with your host, your boy, Alvy, a.k.a. Danny, a.k.a. Mr. You Can Too. I have a solo episode for you today, and I feel like in this episode I'm really tapping into a higher level of authenticity, vulnerability, and courage in talking about how I'm battling my own inner tyrant as it regards to COVID-19 right now, the vaccinations, the vaccination passports, the narratives that are going on in terms of, you know, what makes a person a good person or a bad person based off of their vaccination status, and really talking about my displeasure of how there's such it's still just a lack of a conversation around how important our physical, emotional, mental, and spiritual health plays in better overall metabolic health. So I'm really excited to share this episode with you. If you enjoy it, please, please, please share it with your family, friends, and loved ones. It would mean the world to me if you leave a five-star rating and a review of the show. I honor you, I appreciate you, I love you, you can too. Enjoy the show. What's going on world? Hope you're doing amazing, hope you are feeling vibrant, healthy, fulfilled, and overall excited about life. I just got back from an amazing quick vacation with my wonderful fiance Alejandra. We visited Austin, Texas and had an absolute blast, got a lot of movement in, got a great workout at this small little, not little, but just a small, really close-knit community over at Squatch Fitness. Shout out to everybody over there, met a lot of really cool, dope people, got a great workout in, great sauna session, great vibes. We ate amazing food. Had some great barbecue over at Salt Lake Barbecue. Ate at Picnic a bunch of times. Obviously got all our good stuff at Whole Foods. And we got to hang out with some good friends. Really happy that I got to see my man Joe DiStefano and the amazing Amelia and hang out with them for a full day on Saturday. And also got the opportunity to meet their amazing, healthy, vital baby boy, Leon Thor. Just had a great time. And one of the reasons why we were up in Austin is Ale and I literally, we flew in Thursday. The Monday previously, literally that same week, we saw this event that J.P. Sears and Zuby were going to be at, which was all about really talking about the importance of having a healthy immune system at this time. And so many great speakers. Doc Parsley was also there. But what I want to talk about here is a big part of J.P. Sears' talk was really inviting each and every one of us as individuals to see how how are we being an, an inner tyrant 
in our own lives? How is inner tyranny showing up? And what I believe he meant by that is how are each and every one of us stopping ourselves from speaking about the things that truly matter to us? And that's what I want to really unpack on this show is the impact that that talk had on me and how it is that I've been holding myself back, especially when it comes to speaking on COVID vaccinations and a lot of the narrative and stories of what's going on right now in mainstream media. For me, it's been interesting because as you know, I'm all about my my growth, my health, physically, emotionally, mentally, spiritually. And I have to admit, and I've, I've talked about this before on the show, how much COVID and the pandemic has challenged me. And also it's allowed me to look deep within myself and grow. And what I've realized is for me, the biggest challenge lately has been really speaking my truth when it comes to the overarching theme that I see when it comes to vaccination, right? And it's just crazy to me how much the narrative has been that, you know, if, if you don't get vaccinated, you're essentially a bad person. You are putting other people at risk putting yourself at risk and things like that. And, you know, to me, I'm very big into individual freedom, autonomy, and I can only speak for myself, right? So something that's bothered me about the narrative and how I've heard it is how ultimately, if I'm not getting a vaccine, which I'm not, Definitely not anytime soon, probably just, I just probably not ever because I'm an extremely healthy person, don't have any metabolic diseases, any chronic Western lifestyle diseases. And I really believe that my immune system is in a place where if or when I get COVID, I'm gonna bounce back. Yeah, I might get really sick, I might feel bad, and ultimately, I'm going to overcome it. And now, again, I can only speak for myself, but what I appreciate about my answer is that this is my choice for me. And at the end of the day, I believe that every single individual gets to make their choice for themselves. And I've been being, I've been so bothered by really just how potentially certain aspects of my life may get infringed upon. And if you're keeping up, I don't know if you've seen, but there are certain places that are recommending, or never recommending, they are mandating vaccine passports in order to go into public spaces, right? And this is going to be happening in New York City. I believe it's just started or it's starting very soon, end of August, early September. And that directly impacts me because I was planning on visiting New York City with uh, my frat brothers, right? My my line, shout out Delta Theta, Spring 09, we here. And we had all planned to go on a trip to New York, right? 
and everyone's buying their tickets or planning, I'm getting ready to buy my ticket. And then Alejandra points out to me that, well, you know that you need a vaccine passport to get inside places. And I was like, whoa. Uh, you know, I don't really keep up too, too much with the intricacies of the news. I just see, you know, things that are getting posted on Instagram and things like that. But that really threw me for a loop that, you know, I would need a vaccine in order to to be able to, to hang with my, my friends, my loved ones. And it really hurt me. And I'm still pretty hurt about that. And I even feel as if when I, you know, let them know that I wasn't going to be able to make it, it was kind of just like, oh, no worry, we respect your decision. But I, I didn't sense that, you know, they were sad about it. But again, that's just me making it up. I don't know for sure. So, you know, that, that really bothered me in a sense. And then also, I pretty much got uninvited to Christmas that we were going to have near Atlanta because, um, you know, just family members just don't feel safe with me and my fiance being unvaccinated being there. And again, I don't hold any grudge towards my family whatsoever. Um, and I don't even take it personally. I just understand what happens when there is the overarching narrative that an unvaccinated person has a higher chance of making somebody else sick, where in reality, or at least based off what I've been seeing and researching with these breakthrough cases that have been going on, even people who have gotten vaccinated are catching COVID and still transferring COVID to other people. And granted, they say that if you have gotten the vaccine and you do get COVID, that you don't get as sick. And, you know, most people that I see talking about that, people that I follow and people who I don't necessarily believe in, like that kind of seems to be um, a consensus there. So I'll say if that's what it is, that's what it is. But it's just interesting to me how how much in the mainstream, and when I say mainstream, again, this is just my perspective. This is what I see when I'm online and when I'm on Instagram and things like that. And it's a lot of, gosh, in my, in my experience, it, it seems like 90 to 95% of the rhetoric that I see out there, both from media sources, from you know friends, people I follow, things like that, you know, if you don't get a vaccine, you're bad. Getting the vaccine is hands down the best choice for everybody. And again, I think this, what this gets to come down to is that this should be an individual choice. And the fact that people are getting pressured to do something that maybe they don't want to do is concerning to me. Or the fact that, you know, certain parts of my life, like I can't just easily go do because of kind of like this the overall fear that's going on. And again, I'm not blaming anybody. I don't want to make anyone wrong or bad because at the end of the day, everyone's living their life. Everyone's going through their experience. But what I will say is I get to share my truth and I get to speak my truth and talk about what I think is important going forward. And the first thing that comes up for me is how important it is for me to speak my truth. 
going back to JP's point that he was making, you know, he was asking us in the crowd, like, how exactly is it that you are stopping yourself from speaking up, taking charge, what he calls waking up the sleeping lions? And when he said that, like, that really fired me up. I'm like, damn, like, am I a sleeping lion in this situation? And when I look deep inside, I really am, or I really was, I'm ch- I've changed it. But it's like, I have held quiet for so long because the story I was telling myself is that no matter what anyone else does, you know, it's their individual choice, which I do believe. But where I feel like I was being ineffective is that I was keeping myself quiet for fear of what would other people think. Would, would, I, would people dislike me? Would people uh, cancel me, right? Would people create this narrative about who I am because I am choosing not to get vaccinated because that is what's best for me, right? And it's interesting. Like, I, I definitely get and have a lot of compassion towards people who have lost loved ones during this time. If you've been following me, you know my story so much of my life and the work I do today and how I show up is because of how I lost my mom six years ago. And honestly, if my mom didn't die when she did, she would be the type of person in this last year and a half that very well could have died during this time because she had many comorbidities. She was severely obese. She had type two diabetes high blood pressure, again, was had all these medications that she was on. They didn't have good cardiovascular health, didn't have good heart health, didn't have good respiratory health. So I could see how my mom could be the potential person who could have lost her life during this last year and a half. And again, and I've said this before, and I'm gonna keep saying this, the problem that I have with every, with all the narratives that are going on, or at least the major ones, is that there is literally zero emphasis on how important changing people's lifestyles are during this time. If anything, a vaccine is a Band-Aid. They're already showing that potentially after six months, you might need a booster shot. So what? So we're going to continue to, or people are going to have to continue to get different shots month after month, right? A couple times a year because of what's going on. At the end of the day, we've been living with viruses since the beginning of time. We still live with viruses. We have literally trillions of viruses within within and on our body at all times, right? And even with things that have really hurt people, when we talk about heart disease, cancer, things of that nature, we have never put on the type of full court press that we're putting on COVID. And to me, it's just interesting. I don't know why it's happening this way. I personally do think it has a lot to do with power, control, things of that nature. But 
again, I don't know that for a fact, just my perspective on it. But again, it's like, why is there no emphasis on telling people like, hey, eat better food? Why haven't there been any any messaging on like, hey, like, don't drink as much Pepsi, don't drink as much Coke, don't drink as much alcohol, don't eat McDonald's, don't crush Wendy's, don't eat at Arby's. You know what I'm saying? Like that, like that's never in question. That's never what's being talked about. And to go even further than that, I've even seen these ads that say things along the lines of like, salad doesn't stop COVID. What? How problematic is it? Unless it's just me that feels this way. And I know it's not just me because I've had these conversations with people before. But how problematic is it that there's even narratives out there almost shaming the idea that making better, healthier eating choices are not going to help you in fighting COVID? The biggest ways people can change their metabolic health is by eating better sleeping better, managing their stress, and getting some type of exercise in consistently. If a person does those four things, they can vastly change their overall health, their respiratory health, their heart health, their immune health, all of that. Yet it's never talked about. When all of these businesses were closing, right, why is alcohol liquor stores considered essential business? Why is fast food considered essential business? All of these things. And I get it. There's people out there who can't afford higher quality food. Definitely, definitely understand that. And there's even problems within that system because there is a way to get all of those things subsidized if we really wanted to make it about people's health. But again, I don't think that's the case. I don't think the government's best interest or number one interest is our health as individuals. I just don't. Nothing in my experience shows that. Looking at my mom's experience, nothing in her experience showed that. Not sure if I ever shared this with you before, but I remember the way my mom's insurance worked. If she stayed in the hospital overnight, she received a kickback. My mom actually got paid to be in the hospital which is crazy to me. My mom used to get paid to get picked up in an ambulance, which is crazy to me. And it also has me realize like, wow, no wonder my mom continued to be sick throughout her life because that's the way that she was able to actually provide a, a quality of life for my brother and I. Like after she retired because she was too sick to work, too injured to work, she literally would go to the hospital and be sick in order to make money to make sure that we had food on the table, which again is crazy to me. And it's why I'm so passionate about this here. I think it's, it's so important for me to, to really challenge myself during this time and really speak up and step up and talk about what I believe is so important because it, it's just interesting. Like before 
what I've been seeing the last, you know, five, six months, you know, since like the vaccine has came out and just where it's going in terms of like, all right, you need to have these, the vaccine passport and things of that nature. Like it, it really does scare me. And I feel so concerned that like, what is this going to lead to? I don't think I've ever seen a time where the government has taken some type of liberty or freedom from the people and then just given it back. If we look at what happened after 9-11 and we look at the Patriot Act and all the things that that's turned into, like that's a big reason why there's a lot of these privacy issues because the Patriot Act opened the door for those things to be happening here 20 years later, right? So to me, it's just all very, very, just very strange. And again, I'm not here attacking anybody individually. I think it is your God-given right to do what it is that you want to do with your body. And again, this was a lesson I had to learn the hard way through the way my mom died. My mom went and got a surgery, you know, that plastic surgery to try to remove all the skin from her midsection because she felt like that was going to make her feel more beautiful, more whole, more complete. And I really struggled with that. Like I really had a lot of anger towards her, towards the Western medical system, uh, towards myself for the way our relationship was during that time. And I've realized that it, it was her choice. That was my mom's body and that was my mom's choice to do what she wanted to do with it. It's not something that I could control in the least bit. Yet, I had to learn that the hardest way possible and that was through my mom dying at a young age of 60. Which again, so many people during this time have died at 60 and younger, right? I've had friends who, who lost parents during this time, who lost loved ones during this time. And again, I don't want it to seem like I'm not compassionate towards that because I really am. Like, I really have a lot of, a lot of empathy because I feel for them. I really do. And that's why I think it's so important that each and every one of us are truly doing our best and making the effort to really work on our health physically, emotionally, mentally, and spiritually. Because without all four levels of that health, we are putting ourselves in a position to be sick and to not have the resources within us to fight a virus like COVID-19. Going forward, you're going to hear me talking about this a lot more. I'm not going to be holding my tongue. I'm not afraid of the friendships that maybe I'll lose. You know, I would hope that my friends know me so well that they know that I'm coming from a place of love when I say all of this and that I truly mean what I say and that I can back up with what I'm saying. And it's not about making anyone right or wrong. 
But for me, it's very similar to what JP said. Like, I'm looking to wake up sleeping lions. People who are holding their tongue about things that are really important to them because of the fear of what others might say. To me, there's nothing worse than me holding myself back. And I've done it throughout different parts of my life in so many different ways. And I, and I think it's sad to see how a lot of people are being ostracized from their family. A lot of friendships are being broken apart because of this. And it doesn't have to be that way. I think as, as adults, we should be able to come from a place of compassion, understanding, to be in a position to look at each other, speak to each other, and better understand where each side is coming from, yet not hating a person because they have a different view as you. And there's stuff that I see, especially on Instagram when I'm, I'm scrolling around, that I can catch myself getting triggered. Then that's when the work comes in. Like immediately once I feel myself being triggered, it's being to identify why I feel triggered and then doing some type of thought work around it to get myself back to, to harmony, to balance. I believe that because of tribalism, right? We're human beings, we're tribal beings. We want to feel a part of something. And it's just crazy to me how these days so many things are, you know, just two sides. It's all bipartisan, right? Like you got the bipartisan, um, you know, politics, right? It's either you're Republican or you're Democrat, right? And then within that, you know, things like COVID get politicized. Oh, if you if you wear a mask, you're a Democrat. If you don't want to wear a mask, you're a Republican. Oh, if you're anti or you don't even want to, not even anti-vaccine, if you don't want to take the COVID vaccine, well, you must be uh, a Republican. You must be conservative. Oh, if you are getting the vaccine, you must be a Democrat or liberal. And life's just not like that. Like, yo, things are so nuanced. And as individuals, we're allowed to have thoughts that are our own. Like, I have viewpoints that are both conservative and I have viewpoints that are also liberal. I have those. Yet, I will never let someone just place me in a box and tell me that I'm one or the other because I'm not. Uh, I really don't have a lot of faith in this bipartisan system that we have. And I think that contributes to a lot of the problems that I'm seeing today of this us versus them mentality. And because so many people are afraid to be ostracized from the tribe, like that's literally the worst thing that could have happened to you back in the days that you get kicked out of the tribe and now you're by yourself trying to fend for yourself in the world. The way that shows up today is being canceled. No one wants to be canceled because the thought is if you're canceled, you are now going to be in this place where you're completely isolated, alone, and nobody rocks with you. And it, to me, it's all just very, very, very interesting. And my guarantee to you is going forward that I'm not going to be afraid to be disliked. For the people that know me deeply, 
it, it doesn't matter what anyone else says about me because they're going to know what I stand for and that I'm always coming from a place of love. And I think right now is the time that a lot of us get to wake up, see what's going on, check in with ourselves and see like, are my viewpoints really my viewpoints? Or am I falling in line, no matter what side you're on, am I falling in line because I don't want to be canceled? I don't want to be ostracized. It's not going to be me anymore. I'm going to be speaking my truth. I'm going to be speaking with passion. And I'm going to be speaking with love. And I love um, one of the examples that JV said. He said, you know, if a, if a mama bear mauls a human being, the mama bear is doing that out of love. Love for its cubs. Clearly, it looks extremely vicious and terrible to me as a human. But in reality, the mom's coming from, mama bear's coming from love. And that doesn't mean I'm going to come out like the mama bear. However, I am going to speak my truth. I am going to talk about things that are important. You know, it's so interesting to me how right now, I haven't seen the, the latest numbers, but was it like something like 55% of Americans that are eligible for vaccinations are vaccinated, which means that 45% are not. Yet, in my experience, it looks like, you know, 95% of the people who are speaking out loud about this are all people who are, you know, vaccinated or getting the vaccine. And again, if you do that, it's your individual choice. Like, you do you if you feel like that's truly the best thing for you. But for the other 45% who aren't, don't let someone pressure you into, well, I won't even say doing something that you don't want to do, because at the end of the day, we're all grown and we all make our own decisions. But I just think it's, we all get to step up right now. And for those of us who are in the minority and who feel afraid to speak up, like own your truth, speak it. It's okay if not everyone likes it. And I'm sure during this process, I might, you know, lose followers on Instagram. Like, that's fine. It, it really is fine to me because I want to be there for the people that I'm meant to be there for. And I'm, I'm always going to come from a place of love and compassion. And like, I really feel for the people who are out there who are really fearful, fearful, because I was there too. And I understand. And when so many things are thrown in your face, like it's easy to be scared. But again, that's where being very clear about what your values are, what your principles are, taking ownership for yourself, taking care of yourself. You know, if you're a parent, doing the best to take care of your kids, of your family, that is going to give you the confidence to go out and live your life. And that's where I'm at now. I'm extremely confident in my health. I'm very blessed that my fiance Alejandra and I are on the same page because I could not imagine being in a relationship where my partner and I completely disagree on something like this. And, and I've seen it. I've heard it from friends. And, and it sounds really 
extremely heartbreaking uh, to me. So I'm very blessed on that front. Uh, I'm so happy that I have a bunch of friends who, you know, are out there living their life that are about giving hugs, that are about spending quality time, that are about showing love. I'm extremely, extremely, extremely grateful for that. And I still hold so much love in my heart for my friends who aren't ready for that and who are, you know, keeping their distance. Like, I I hear you. I see you. And I, I have nothing but love for you. But for those of you who are listening and you feel like you've been too quiet and that you're ready to speak up, my advice is to do it in this type of way. And I forget... Um, my fiance, she's been reading, she just finished this amazing book, and I always forget the woman's name, but she has this three-step process about how she goes about speaking about things, and I've already alluded to it in the show, but when it comes to speaking your truth, number one is mean what you say, number two, can you back it up, and number three, can you say it with love? That's going to be my formula going forward. I'm excited to step up in this way, to have great conversations with you. If you're listening to this and you know me personally, or even if you don't, like reach out to me, hit me up. would love to have a, an open conversation about this because having these types of conversations, I believe, is what allows us to grow. It allows us to better understand each other, and it allows us to be peaceful with each other even when we disagree. I love you, I appreciate you, I honor you, and as always, you can too. Peace.